TTB Music Podcast Yeah, I think we're on. We're on. <laughs> we're on. Oh my goodness. I mean, this is this is amazing. Running Vineland Studios Mark 2. Mark 2. I mean, this is the first time we've done a podcast together in a place that's not the original place where we've done it. And I'm not, I'm not including all that remote shit we did over the last year or so. Even, <laughs> even though, bizarrely, we did speak many times about going, should we just go to a pub one day or go yeah. abroad sometime and just do a podcast from there and with a laptop? Hey, mate, I'm still then, for, I'm still we never, for that. Yeah, but we never got around to that. Cause we never like, got around to it because the technology never allowed or did it. I didn't see like too much of the hard work. Uh, it seems like it's easy now, yeah. but anyway. So we are back for, amazingly, uh, Podcast 8. Wow. So we're, actually doing quite, we're actually doing surprisingly this well. Good. This is good. Yeah. And it's quite a big one for us, really, because actually there are some there are some big hitters. I can still smell the pain in here. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post a picture on the, on the, on the socials. Uh, so we have uh, Casey Musgrave, Starcrossed, Church's Screen Violence, Halsey, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power, Poppy Flux, Joy Crook's Skin, and Drake, Certified Lover Boy. So, we're going to start with Casey, obviously. Uh, album number five, if we include the very Casey Christmas, mm. otherwise it's album number mm. four. Uh, long-term mm. listeners will be aware. We do this conversation every time. Yeah. How many albums has she had? Yeah, we'll be aware of our ongoing love affair with Miss Graves, taking back to podcast 5.2013. Oh, wow. When we reviewed her first major release, same trailer, different park. An album of which... Mr. Canane said, it's not often an album comes along which changes your view on a whole genre of music. Wow. And I'll stand by that because during the first lockdown last year, I did that whole list your favourite ten albums thing that was a thing. Yeah. And and you also got me something very nicely made up before lockdown that I still hang on my wall. And uh, that album is on there. It is. Although, bizarrely, obviously it, it wasn't our number one album of that year. What was our number one album of that year? Pale Green Ghosts by John Grant. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> so clearly, it had to be something that was also pretty fucking spectacular. Still, that, yes. is still, that is still yeah. spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm with you. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, pageant material on the follow-up album uh, only managed to got our number four spot on the 2015 chart. Mm. Um Although, also listeners will know that last time out, 20, 2018, with Golden Hour, she eventually took our top spot for the CTTV album of the year, uh, where she moved to sound slightly from country to more kind of pop, kind mm. of disco-influenced. And she was also all loved up at that point, just with her new bow, Rusty... Uh, Rusty... I can't remember her surname, is it? Rusty. Um, <laughs> whom she then married... I think it says that Starcross treads similar territory musically, although Bo is now gone. They're getting divorced. So I suppose lyrically we're at an at uh, opposite end emotionally. But has she still got what it takes to keep us at CTTB happy, Mr. Ganane? Yes. And moving on. <laughs> there is... Uh... 
there is I'm oh, sorry everything's so, so new here it's wonderful um, there is nothing more country than the Roaring Debut which we've talked about which has had such a deep impact on me it really has um, and you've talked about gold now I'll come back to that moment. But, but here we are several albums later into a career and there is nothing more country than having that roaring debut about how life is tough and how life is hard yeah. and then the divorce heartbreak album I mean it's it's almost cliche but there is nothing about this album that is actually cliche <laughs> um, and from the opening Spanish guitar of Starcrossed this album sets a tone which carries on throughout it's sombre it's sober it's sad mm. but it's also introspective and ref reflective and there is something warm quote unquote to be drawn from it I think um, and very much like its predecessor, Golden Hour, which did veer off from country into pop disco territory, this very much feels like a, a pop album as well. Probably more mature, that 70s disco that run an 80s white soul that runs through much of it. I know she's, yeah. talk, she's talked about Sade as an influence. You can, you can kind of hear that. Um, and then some of the sonic soundscapes, the synths that kind of kick in around a couple of tracks shall come to um, it's very different but it's simplicity and strength through the lyrical storytelling that she's always been so capable of I think it's stronger here and I think it's stronger because it has it has a mission it has a it has a passion and a story behind it um, I, 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 everyone is going to talk about Adele over the next couple of months when she brings out her inevitable divorce album I rephrase that inevitable album which we will review in the next podcast just for although just to spoil it we won't be reviewing the next Ed, Sheer, Ed Sheeran album because no 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 because no, no, the guy uh, Alex Alexis Dudar in uh, Guardian oh yeah Alexis, Alexis Petra yeah. Petra Dis, yeah. yes seriously go to the Guardian website read his review of the, web, the, the latest Ed Sheeran album it's absolute perfection because it, cause it literally goes if your view of Ed Sheeran is this, this is what you'll think of this album. If your view of Ed Sheeran is this, this is what you think of this album. And there's about kind of seven different views. Mm. And he gives it like three out of five stars. Start, start, and it is... We're never going to better that. So sorry. Adele, I, yes. I, 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 I didn't want to go down the Adele tangent just yet. Um, I, I mean, she always seems very lovely and funny. Um, but I can't name one of her songs. Um, it remains... But this album... Sorry. That we're talking about... Just stop here. Sorry. What? James Bond fan. Can't, name, can't, can't, can't name a single I can Adele name song. Skyfall, <laughs> obviously. I think Skyfall's... Just a, checking, just checking. A blistering Bond tune, but I meant the rest of her. Oof. Oof. <laughs> you know what I mean. Fuck off. And <laughs> it remains at its broken heart, a country album. Um, and despite the rising tensions that come, that sort of ebb and flow, it never gets angry, this album. It's always very... Accepting, but not accepting. Self-angry, more. Self-angry. It's just like, why have I done this? Why have I put up with this? Why have I acted this way? Why have I been a good wife and form, performed this duty for someone that clearly didn't warrant this love and attention yeah. that I've... And, and, and from that, there's such a positive thing to be taken away in terms of if you find yourself in that situation, in a, you know, and, and God only knows... Too many marriages, particularly young marriages, end end this way. And it, 
And so I think there's something there in terms of the listener to sort of take from and maybe learn from, I don't know. Um, this is also a very long album, but do you know what? For once, I really didn't mind. It's not, it's not the longest album on the podcast, Pete. It's not. Um, I've got a whole list of tracks here that I like, but I feel I'm just going to leave that for no, you. you, you no, 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 no. Gonna, you're going to go through it now, and I'm just going to go. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm probably not a bit, but uh, it's, it's funny. This was... Because I like a lot of it. This a was, lot of it. This is really weird, because... Yeah. Um, I started this... I, got, I bought this album on vinyl. I showed you a picture. I, I, mm. I sent you a picture of it. You it says a really lovely gift for sleeve. Uh I listened to it a couple of times before we moved, and then a couple of times after 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 we moved, and I think the, the, the kind of probably the third time I listened to it, we had it playing whilst we were decorating in the house. Oh. And the heartbreak uh, decorating. Uh, and 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 Di said to me at the end of it, she kind of went, "Oh, this is Casey Musgraves, definitely." Oh yeah, I said, what, what, what do you think about it? And I and I genuinely said, uh, "I don't know. It's not very memorable." Mm. And a couple of weeks went by. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of weeks when, that where I'd spent sometimes, uh, some time, sorry, um, humming and singing Casey Musgraves songs, and kind of going, yeah, it's a shame this album's not quite as good as uh, Golden Hour because mm-hmm. this song that I'm humming's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you now know what's coming, which is when I realised playing it fourth time that the songs I was humming and singing were actually songs of this album, mm. not of Golden Hour, mm-hmm. and actually my hitherto uh, thoughts that the fact this album wasn't memorable were clearly wrong because I'd actually been humming three or four tracks off it for several weeks. Um, so when it came to the like, fourth listen, it was like suddenly it was like, oh yeah, it's quite good, isn't it? <laughs> and it, but it was interesting because the, 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 I didn't have the immediate. Every other album I've, I actually have had an immediacy with, and this one, this one I didn't. I was, I was kind of thinking, hmm, yeah, I'm not so sure. But then my subconscious kind of went, eventually kicked in and kept saying, no, these are still good songs. These are, this is, this is still some good stuff. Um, I would say I, I still don't think it is as good as Golden Era, Um which is, and I, I think that's interesting, interesting because. And maybe, and this is maybe because it's a self-referential thing of, of of being a position where I've written 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 songs. A lot of crap songs are a bit more but I've written songs, and it's much easier to write love gone bad songs than it is to like write everything's going well songs. Mm. And Golden Hour is an album about about about, about literally an album about celebrating I'm in, I'm in love everything's, everything's and everything's great and it's okay. an old thing yeah, so, yeah. so I think that Absolutely. that's actually a harder thing to yeah. do so because of that I think that's a stronger record but yeah. this but this is yeah it's lovely more, more listen to it more, more, get, more you get out of it and stuff like, stuff like that and as you say there's a, in fact there's a, there's a brilliant uh, I can't remember which song it is um, there's a song when, when she literally references Golden Hour Yes, it's towards the end as well. Yeah, I've been to Helen back, Golden Hour, Faded Black, the yeah, line. Yeah. Which, 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 direct reference to Golden Hour. Which I thought, yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. And it's it's those moments like that where she does reference that time they had together. I mean, she does that direct reference to Golden Hour and, and, and that, that cuts through. Um, we talked about, off before podcast, we talked about the song Camera Roll. We did, yes, indeed. Which is, it's just so sad and yet so brilliant because it's she's clearly going through her 
photos on her phone and, and she's like, we look so happy in these photos and yet I know what was going on, I've got her, you know. <clears throat> and I think that, that, I just think the way, and she's always been so brilliant at just conveying how, how she feels about a particular topic or subject or personal matter in, in all of her songs. Uh, that it, it, she's always, I don't want to say so easy to listen to because that really is not what I'm saying. Easy listening. She's not easy listening. She, no, not at all. Not generally, but it's just, she's just so brilliant lyrically and so clear in terms of what she wants to convey and talk about. And, yeah. And it comes across, there's a couple of numbers on here that are pop songs. Oh, absolutely. You yes. know, um, but songs like Camera Roll, I think it's easier said that follows it up, which is just a beautiful song. Since, since, <laughs> running all oh, the yeah. way through. There is since. And you know, it's, and it's just about, you know, um, so many things are easier said than done. And uh, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the life is a movie, which is the whole thing about just thinking, you know, yeah. If life is a movie, suddenly everything everything's all right at the end, which obviously it's not in real real, real life. Yeah. And uh, um, I also like really like Justified, which is about you know general thing about breaking relationship. There, it's never it's never simple and straightforward, uh, even if, you, if you, even if you think it is. And I suppose from her musical point of view and from a financial point of view, Breadwinner is also an interesting one about yeah. the whole thing how. People, I say people, men, yeah. <laughs> can 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 struggle with uh, strong uh, financially. You 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 will, you will come strangely out. Enough, strangely enough, I think this is a theme that might run through this podcast. You will come slightly. out of this podcast thinking men are quite pathetic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, this is not the first time we'll talk about the issues no. of misogyny and uh, uh, male and oppression have, and stuff. So. And, and I'm going to say it now. This podcast that we're 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 engaging in, it's 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 one of the stronger ones, folks. So keep listening. <laughs> yes, which is also why it goes on forever. <laughs> Bit like a Drake album. We'll get to more that. of which <laughs> later on. Um, I should also say that the album. I do want to mention this. Go the, on. the album the album ends with a really lovely cover oh, version in, yes. in in Spanish and sung, sung in Spanish as well. As well. And, and this has picked up some. Some negative and some positive, th- positive yeah. things, th- things on online because kind of, you know, oh, she's uh, why she doing that. But obviously, she similarly grew up in kind of like, like Texas and stuff, so she she was surrounded. You know, she learned Spanish. Yeah. At quite early, early age, and she learned this song, um, which was by originally written by Violeta Parra. Yeah. Uh, who ironically committed suicide not long after releasing this song. So yeah. nice cheery thing. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's. It's lovely, and uh, her accent sounds brilliant. It's, 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 Gracias la vida, which is thanks, thanks for life. Yeah, which is wonderful. So anyway, now we've established that Casey's still with us. We move on to. Uh, still love Casey. <laughs> we move on to churches and screen violence. Oh, uh, last okay. review: Churches album "Love in Love Is Dead" on podcast five. Uh, 2018, Ooh. when it came third in our album of the year rundown right. of that year, um, which we've already established was won by Miss Musgraves. Um, yeah, we first spoke of them back in 2013 when they came fifth in the BBC Sounds Off. Um, you said 
this was based on we were with the only track we, well, we listened to two tracks one one with uh, the bloke singing um, Martin and uh, Mother We Share mm. and you said don't mind this quirky alt synth sounds oh, yeah. and I said good slice of electro pop mm-hmm. they could become quite interesting oh my goodness and we've seen them live subsequently haven't we yeah, yeah. Um, so this is uh, the just is, is the fourth yeah fourth, fourth. yeah fourth um, obviously they could they could and did become quite interesting um, this is a this is a really interesting record because uh, for me uh, over the course of the previous three albums there's been a steady refinement of the band's sound um, and that continues majorly on this record. It's not a huge, it's not a huge steps that have been taking each time, but there's been little bits that have expanded their musical scope, both to become more cinematic and more indie. Um, and this seems quite a lot of things to say in some ways for a, for a band that have been classed, I suppose, as a synth pop band. Mm. Um, but I've thought even over the last couple of albums basically what's been in the background is the fact that they're essentially an indie, indie band that's playing synth music um, not a new thing obviously Ultravox did it and straddled the kind of genres of synth and rock back in the 70s um, there's some band from Basildon in the early 80s who apparently did quite well at doing it as well um, <clears throat> can't possibly mention who they are um, go on Dave <laughs> Um, but this is definitely that first album where you just feel them embracing guitars. Mm. Um, and maybe that's lockdown and various other things going on and being at home and doing various things. Um, but they do it without changing the essence of what the band is. So yeah. they've expanded the musical palette very much in the way that the Best Mode did. Mm. But it's not like they've suddenly gone all metal or industrial, although mm. actually Nightmares... Uh, yeah. Towards the end of the album, yeah. it's not far from being kind of industrial. It's going that way. Um, and that just made me kind of go oh, straight away, lovely. And it was such a weird because the last album was definitely the most poppy thing they did. They worked with the exter- they worked with other art, the external people, and produced an album that is still pretty much on rotate in our car. Uh, in fact, I listened to the whole of the album literally a couple of days days, days ago because my daughter had it on. Um, but this kind of rolls back the poppiness back to uh, where they were before before then. So there's a slightly more darker tone to the record, partly due to COVID and various other, other, other things. Um, but I think what we then get is, for me, by far the best collection of songs to date. Um, songs about loneliness, letting stuff be judged by others, failure, misogyny, as we mentioned before. And as we know, obviously, uh, one of our great leaders, Dominic Rabb, reminded us recently that misogyny is bad. You know, if it's a man against a woman, but or also even. Bad, or even if it's a woman against a man. Yeah. Oh, what a dick. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, and a bit like you went on the case, I, I, I could literally do a song for song I, I, review of this yeah, album. I um, and I feel that it might be both tedious and self-indulgent. So instead, I'll highlight a few things um, and actually avoid the singles. Uh, well, mm, I'll try and avoid the singles, uh, which have all been universally good. Um, 
really love, love the kind of prodigy-esque vibe on Violent Delights. Mm. Similarly, there's a wonderful Smith's influence kind of guitar riff going on in Final Girl, mm. which is one of my favourite tracks on the mm-hmm. album. Yeah, me too. Um, and then you've just got back to almost back to a song that would definitely not be out of place on the last album, kind of pop perfection of lullabies. Um, and having just said I'm not going to mention things, I am going to mention Hamilton uh, Drown because it's got Robert Smith on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, they called up a smith and said, do you want to be on one of our songs? Send him a couple of things. He went, yeah, I'll do that one. Yeah. It's like, Robert Smith doesn't do stuff like this. So they've got the guy from The Cure, mm-hmm. which would be cool anyway, but the fact that it's a really fucking good song. It's a really good song. It's, it's, it's just excellent. It's unbelievable. And yeah. he, he just adds to it. and it's, But it's still very much their song. And it's just like, Holy cow, they got Robert Smith on there saying yeah. that. It's just, it's no, brilliant. It is brilliant. Yeah. And, um, trivia moment, it's the first album where Martin Doherty doesn't do his oh, yes. DM Martin thing <laughs> of does, singing a track on the album. Does, yeah. yeah, I remember now. There's always a Martin track, just as there is a there is. Yes. good album. <laughs> um, <laughs> another tri- another, another, and final trivia moment, Scream Violence, the title of the album, mm. was one of the one of the names that the band were originally going to be called. Oh, wow. Okay. Before they t- chose churches. But know. this is the... Uh, I'm going to step back here, uh, given what we're coming up and mm. albums of the mm-hmm. This is the best indie album of the year. This is the best, best indie album of the year, for sure. Um... This, I think I, I recall we've sat through two or three churches albums. We've seen them live, and every time we've had a churches experience or a churches conversation, we've always said this is just so close to perfection. I, I just felt it was incremental steps, and it was always just like, all right, with the second album, but the third album was just like, great, and the third album comes along, and you're just like, it's almost there. It's perfection, but it's almost there. This is this is it. This is this is perfection. This album. It's, I mean, from the very beginning. Um, it reminded me that they can do really great pop as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, we've listened to a couple of Veronica's albums this year, but but this was really to another level of that sort of pop and and, and what a great band, that real band they are. Um, and, and they've just basically followed up and, and, and built on what they've done before. And, and when you listen to the opening tracks, I mean, the opening tra- couple of tracks are just superb. Then it gets to tracks like California and Violent Delights. And Violent I love Delights. Cal- I, I love California. Yeah, I love California as well. I oh. love them both. And, and it just settles down, but it finds a really good place. Um, you've talked about Robert Smith, so I'll get that. Um, you know, A Final Girl and Good Girls. Um, great, again, really clear lyrics. Really sort of, you know, establishes what they want to sing about. And... Um, and, and the album Closer Better If You Don't um, it feels like it feels like a mid-album track and then the album just finishes and, and unless uh, you do the extra bit when it's got three extra tracks on it which are, which, are yeah. not, which actually I agree that they shouldn't have been on the, on the, on the main album no, but it, even though they're good it, it just ends and and, and and the first time I listened to this album I was just like oh I'm just going to put it on again <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, did, I did exactly it, the same thing so overall a great Pop album, a great indie album. It is their best, most consistent work. Lyrically, it's brilliant. And um, and this is, there, there are some strong albums on this particular podcast. You're probably listening, you're probably already gathering. Um, I always expected this to be in my 
my big three for this album podcast. This one, this is the one where it went further. I was listening to it a third or fourth time. I suddenly had a revelation listening to this one. I was just like, oh, oh, this is a good album. So this just went beyond. It also has the, the, my joint favourite mm. fucking no. of, of the, of the uh, podcast, mm. which is Killing Your Idols is a Chore and It's Such a Fucking Bore. Right. Uh, which is on Good Girls, which, okay. is, which I think is brilliant and obviously sounds much better in Glaswegian. Um, <laughs> And that's that's very Another thing that I love about the band, yeah, is the fact that Lauren still sings, yeah, from where she's from. Where exactly? So it's immediately identifiable of mm. what it is, rather than mm. people that just sing mid mid Atlantic all the time. And lots of people yeah. sound, sound the same. And it's and that's you know, even people that are good sound the same. But it's yeah, it's problematic. Um, Moving on, God, it's just like hit after hit after hit because yeah, it's, it's, this is amazing. We got Horsey, and uh, obviously our last album was released towards the end of 2019, but we didn't review it until the very first podcast of 2020, and it became our album of the year last year. So, a bit like Casey, <laughs> no pressure there then. Um, although I say no pressure there then, she then went on to decide to work with Nine Inch Nails, so obviously. Regular, reg, reg, regular listeners of the podcast will know. Hey, that we both like Nine Inch Nails, but that Pete particularly likes Nine Inch Nails and Trent. So. so, so, but again, in a similar way, no pressure there then, because it could have got wrong. It hasn't, though, has it? It hasn't. Um, I love the. I mean, from the very off. I mean. The album was announced. If I can't have love, then I want power. Even the title drew me in. I was just like, oh. And from its opening 30 seconds, you know exactly who produced this album. And and I mean that in a really good way. This is a proper collaboration throughout. This is a, a 50-50 meeting I, I, of, a, yes. a, of a mature pop artist and the guy behind Nine Inch Nails. This is... You know, a yes. real 50 I, I, I agree. I, my, only wor- my only worry about this album was the fact that it would be overly directed. Yeah. It's it's not, though. And and, and and this it's a real mid- meeting in the middle of these two acts. And I think it, it could and it should and it will appeal to both sets of fans. I mean, mm. it appeals to me um, and, and potentially new fans as a consequence. I think it just kicks things forward for Halsey I'm desperately keen now to hear the next Nine Inch Nails album because I think there'll be some reflection from this onto whatever they do next and whatever Trent Reznor does next because I think I, mean, I, meant to be I think I think the next Nin album which is apparently in the works I mean I think he they he's actually said in interviews around this he said well it's had an impact on me and how I approach music so I, I can, I'm really looking forward to the pop album from Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> was, there was a pop song on the last album, wasn't there? There, there was, yeah. So I, I think it's, it, you know. So I, I love, I loved all of this. This, this was the first album of the podcast I listened to, and I listened to it a lot. Um, and you know, again, I've listed a few tracks here. I mean, I am not a woman. I'm a god. Mm-hmm. It's one of those great electro pop. Certain technical issues. Um, we well, not really technical. Are we still going there? Yeah. Is it, this is, this is, can, I, can you charge it? Can I keep talking? You can keep talking. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry, people. It's when, when, despite the fact we're it's got new, new, it's new, new setup, it's only it's realised that obviously the laptop works better when it's charging. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, while Scott's gone to find a plug. <laughs> Talking about Horsey. Horsey good. Horsey good, Sarah. Yeah. There's yeah. a nod, nod, a nod, and a, a, a yes. Nod from Sarah. Then. From my child. Excellent. Um, I'm not going to go. I mean, there's some great electro pop tracks on here. Darker stuff, obviously. Um, all right, the bells in Santa Fe, oh, love it. Um, easier than lying, love it. Uh, it is. It, this is just such a a wonderful album. Um, I've listened to this album probably more than any album I've listened to on the podcast this year, in terms of repeated listens. Um, so much so that I had to stop listening to it to listen to everything else. Uh, when we got into the, well, that, that was as well. I gave some more albums to listen to. Exactly, because um, it was only in the last couple of days I actually go back and had to listen to it again just to remind myself. But uh, no, this is this is brilliant, superb, from uh, both sides. Yeah, no, I think I think, I think you're right, but uh, I I I think the combination of uh, her trends and Atticus. Uh, mm works very naturally actually um, mm-hmm. and also whilst it's different from Manic uh, in some ways the pop spark and the comfort in dipping in and out of different genres which has crossed across all uh, to be fair all her albums um, is still there because even if you go back to the, the, her, her debut album which when I only listened to about three months ago, because uh, I've never listened to it, bizarrely, I've just never listened to it. But actually, that that there's there's, there's hints of industrial type oh, stuff yeah, stuff yeah. stuff there. So the, the seeds were were there for this combination to be actually something that would be um, good. Um, as you said, it, it, it's it's just a a bit like Manic, it's, it's, it's actually, it's not a one-trick pony album. So you've, you've, you see, you've got your kind of moody nin stuff, so particularly at the start with the traditional Gardens of Santa Fe, uh, then towards the end of the album you've got, uh, what's, it, oh, what's it called, 1121 um, and Not a Woman, Not a Matt, uh, Woman, Not a God kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you've also got... Um, kind of rock out moments, so... Um, you asked for this, which reminded me of garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the drums actually reminded me of uh, a song by the Pursuit of Happiness called "I'm the Don't Now." Then you've got "Honey," which was apparently written really quickly to basically prove an example to her younger brother of how you write songs and do do stuff. And they re- wrote it, recorded it, and then kind of went, "Oh, that's actually quite good, isn't it?" <laughs> um, and it is, uh, but again, that wouldn't that wouldn't have actually been out of place on Manic because there's, there's some songs like that on Manic. Yeah. Um, Lighthouse, sim- similar kind of, kind of, kind of thing. Um, Girl is a gun. I, I, I like the drum and bass kind of vibe going on in Girl is a Gun. Um, and also, Darling, which is just the ballad on yes, the album. The ballad. Beautiful guitar led ballad yeah. and. Lindsay Buckingham from Field Mac is playing guitar on it, and it's yeah. just, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's really good. It's, it's a, it's a lovely, lovely record. Mm. Um, yeah. 
basically what I say so far is you should own all the first all those three all, albums all three albums we talked about already we've talked about yeah you should definitely be owning those I mean this, the, my top five has been rendered asunder by this podcast so far <laughs> my top five for the year it's, it's just all over the place now <laughs> so moving on we now move on to an artist called Poppy and her fourth album called Flux so she is uh, Moira Rose Pereira known as Poppy formerly that Poppy um and no pun intended but she actually started off quite poppy and then veered into more metal and industrial kind of music and indeed was nominated last year for the Grammy for the best metal performance mm. of her last album um latest album all 30 minutes of it seems to be uh, I would say more of an attempt to try and walk the middle ground between the pop and the rock um one of the reasons I chose this album to, to to put in the podcast is I heard one track and I read a brief snippet of an interview with her and I actually kind of thought actually the Nin and Halsey coalescence would actually kind of work quite well with this with this kind of thing and there is definitely elements of I think both of those artists in this record um, although if you're looking for more Nin stuff the previous album is definitely more Nin than this this one is um though interestingly this was produced by justin mendel johnson who has obviously produced uh nine inch nails in the past um it's mainly an album of kind of pop punk think of if you think of avril avril Lavigne, green day um maybe even overlooked people like phoebe dobson back in the day um Bit of off kilter indie like Grimes, I think the song of Hysteria especially, um, which has elements of teenage kicks mm. in the kind of verse, and, and also the song Bloom, also very much like Grimes. Um, also has a bit of shoegaze later on, as strange as it seems, kind of goes yeah. goes in that kind of yeah, direct, yeah. direction. Um, I like the occasionally there's a kind of juxtapositioning of poppiness, so I think it's um, I can't remember which track it is. It's what one level? Is it one? On the level, what's the song called? Um, yeah, the about ma- levelling up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, when, when, when the song, the song uh, is quite poppy, but then suddenly there's just brief bits of kind of like yeah. metal yeah. guitar, which, which I quite liked. Um, lyrically, but hanging around the world, but similar scenes to what, what we've got going into the whole podcast about misogyny, uh, hanging around the wrong people, self, uh, just looking at yourself, mental illness, all those kind of, kind of things. Classic solid territory for me, I think, this album. Yeah. Um, quite enjoyed it. Because um, I quite like a bit of pop rock kind of stuff. Um, but perhaps not quite strong enough to put it in the essential box. And this may also be because it's being reviewed in a podcast where we've just reviewed the previous three albums. So it's probably not, you know, in another month, maybe I'd be sl- slightly more... Yeah, you about it. I don't know. This this album completely loses out because of the podcast it's in, <laughs> and I'm trying to account for that. Um, it is a really solid, not solid, bad, solid, good. Yeah. Um, album it flies by. It, it flies by, which is brilliant. Uh, it's it's very reminiscent of all those bands you mentioned in '90s post grunge. I mean, so mean, and especially her. 
I mean, oh yes, I mean, it's good. I like Sammy. I, I love Sammy. I'm, I'm right back in Green Day Hall territory, you know. Um, it, and uh, I mean, even the guitar riff from So Mean it, it's just like it, it could be Nirvana. It, it, it's linked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's influenced definitely. Um, and and then you've got later on the album, you have more sonically sounding industrial guitars and a wall of sound, which is all brilliant. Um, with strange as it seems, and that doesn't seem out of place with what's come before. Uh, and never mind, never find, never, never mind. <laughs> Freud never slip. Freud slip. Never find my place, which again is something sort of different that comes towards the end of the album as well. Um, so it's it's so short an album could have had could have had more, and I could have said more about it. But given what it's up against in this podcast, oh, I mean, it's a good album. It's a great album. Yeah, it's right. Uh, it's a great sort of grungy industrial rock album. Yeah, Poppy. Really like it. So moving on to fifth album and the, the uh, debut album by somebody. So this is a bit of a change. We haven't had a debut album for a while. Uh, debut album from Joy Crooks, uh, titled Skin. And also uh, musically different for uh, first time we've done a, a R&B-ish, soul-ish art, British artist for a while as well. Um, she is from Bangladesh, Irish descent. Um as I realised doing the other research for this album, uh, for this album, this this podcast, um, this is not because I was remembered. I didn't remember that we'd actually talked about Joy before we had, because actually she came forth in the 2020 BBC Sounds poll. So we Ooh. spoke of her in the same podcast as we did when we reviewed the Halsey Art last week. Oh, wow. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> quite a nice voice, but washed over me, nothing there for me. Oh, wow. You said... I like Joy Crooks. Not really my thing, but I was tapping my foot along to some of it. <laughs> so, given that was where we were... Wow. Just, uh, just over a uh, year... Well, yeah. yeah. Almost two Lots years. happens since then. Almost two years ago now. <laughs> she's now released an album. Do, do... The next time to find out, do we stand by our statements or not? I'm still Peter. tapping my feet. Yeah. Um, You're still tapping your feet? <laughs> what a lukewarm review here. Um, do you know what this was the fourth of the podcast this is the fourth album we've had three greats this is the fourth great for me um, I wasn't expecting it obviously yeah um, it's it's something very nostalgic throughout both lyrically but also musically it it, it yes it, I never thought of it as R&B but I suppose it is or is it was was the yeah, I suppose yeah, I, suppose, well, I suppose the genre there is that's called neo soul or something. Um, it's so much swing and soul and sixties and and other stuff. I mean, it goes very two thousands quite early on as well in terms of that sort of pop music. Got trip hop thing. Yeah, you know, again, it goes very trip hop. Um, so I mean, for me, it was a real exploration of musical styles and roots. And and you mentioned her background at the top there because I think that really just feed into the lyrics as well into the to the style of music um it's it's brilliantly amusing and witty in places as well um with his tracks like i don't mind and trouble uh which are very strong and quite funny i don't know if they're intended to be but they are um and and but then mid album it suddenly takes a dip and it takes but in a dip in a good way it slows down and it goes very sort of soulful and becomes much slower and reflective as a piece because up until that point it's been quite quick. Yeah. Um, um, and that's a real welcome change of pace. And then the pace changes again as we come out 
the other side, and side two, um, you have tracks like Kingdom, which take on, and I've just written here in my notes, all the issues in 2021. Love Kingdom. All all the issues, love, all of them. Love, love, it's, love it's, Kingdom. It's all in there. If you want to, one of my favourite, one of my favourite, it's definitely one of yeah. my favourite tracks of the entire podcast, Kingdom. It, it is, it's a brilliant song. Also brilliant is Power, which almost closes the album. Um, my second, which features my second favourite use of the word fucking. And it's just, and it's just, it's just sexual politics, me too, it's so evocative and powerful as a song. Um, and there's a line in there, it's just like, um, you know, you, you addressed at men, you all come from a woman, so show some respect. It's just... Show some fucking respect. Show some fucking respect, that is it, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a... I enjoyed this album so much more um, on third, fourth listen. It, it, it's, up, it's, 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 it's up there with the other three that we talked about. I have to agree. And I, and I think I travelled exactly the same road as you right. did because initially I was like, eh, yeah. Mm. Another Amy wannabe singing stuff that's kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I literally listened to it a couple of times and that's, all I took away from it and then about a week ago I was working from home as you know, as we all are quite often but I was changing working from home and I thought okay I need, I need to do some pocket stuff the three albums we've already talked about I'd listened to those already enough okay, okay I, need, I need to be doing the other albums I need to be doing the other let's, let's, let's go to Joy Crooks again and I put this album on again and suddenly it was just like I was listening to a different album suddenly yeah. I was going ooh Hello, this is a, this is all right. And I was like going, so suddenly I kind of I was going from kind of a kind of trip hop influenced nineteenth uh, mm-hmm. floor with its lyrics about yes. gentrification in yeah. London and stuff like that, yeah. through to the kind of ja- lounge jazz of Poison, the reggae of Trouble, mm-hmm. um, the very obviously the very kind of Amy esque uh, when you're mind. And that was even before we were halfway through, and I'm thinking, okay, actually, the, 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 this it's isn't not going on. This is not a one-trick pony. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, actually, no, maybe I was unfair. And, I, and then, lyrically, lyrically and musically, I was thinking, well, yes, it does sound like Amy, but but then it, it sounds like Amy because Amy also kind of channeled um, Nina Simone and mm. Billie Holiday, which mm. she's also also doing so the same kind of bass things. Um, and then, bizarrely, as strong as the first half the record is, for me. This was definitely a side two record. When 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 it kind of kicked into the second half of the album from Kingdom, mm. I was suddenly going, "Oh my god, this woman's really fucking good." Brilliant. I mean, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this yeah. is like yeah. Um, so again, you, lyrically, as you as you've said said, you you're tackling again, we're tackling once again mental health, self worth, so on tracks like skin, mm. uh, abuse and sexual assault on unlearn mm-hmm. me, misogyny on power, mm. um challenging opinions and council culture thing on feet don't fail me now yeah. and of course kingdom which is about the horror she felt with the Tories winning the last election yeah Brexit <laughs> yes. and, a, and a touch of Covid in there yeah. as well you yeah. know um, yeah it's and it's just yeah this was just a really pleasant surprise for me mm. for me once I'd got past those first two listens and it was and it, I know we've said this many times on this podcast and we don't always make it three listens and everything because of time thing there. no we but, can't but but, but. it <laughs> It's it's quite often proved again and again that sometimes that third fourth listen is the one when you suddenly go, you know what? Actually no, 
this is really fucking good. I think that should be after hashtag three, three listens is necessary. And this was the first, this, this, <laughs> this just reminded me, this actually genuinely reminded me of when I uh, listened to uh, uh, Back to Black by mm. M- M1 Headset, mm. which is also last album of, of this kind of genre of stuff that mm. made me kind of go, you know what, mm. this is just a really, really good record. Yeah. And this is just a really, really good record. I remember that. I remember that feeling. I remember everyone talking about Amy Winehouse, Amy Winehouse, Amy Winehouse. And, 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 and then listening to that album and thinking, my God, this is a game changer. Um, and I'll, I'll draw the parallel because for someone so young, I mean, she talks nostalgically about being a teenager in 2016, which makes me feel, oh, God damn old. I know. <laughs> oh, God damn old. Uh, but that she has the power here to, to do exactly the same. So we finish up um, with Drake. <laughs> uh, How long have we been talking for now? <laughs> uh, we've been talking for 41 minutes already. Well, that's it. Good, good night, folks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for those who have been with us for a while, we have actually reviewed Drake before. We reviewed his fourth album. This is his sixth album. We reviewed his fourth album, um, Views, back in 2016. Uh Pete said, whiny, too long, too moany, very little joy to be had in the lyrical content. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, tedious, dull, and inspiring, and by far the worst <laughs> album we've ever reviewed on this podcast. <gasps> I think it was one of the few times. I don't think that's true, but go on. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think, I, I think it was one of the few times that. The, the, and I, I was sober on that one, but it was a few times that I got very sweary on that particular podcast, I think, I remember, because, okay, okay. because Drake had annoyed me so much. Uh-huh. Um, wow. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. So, new album. <laughs> All right. Um, it isn't as bad as Views. No, it's... it's that's no, my, that's no, my thing. Fair. Yes, fair. yes. It's... That doesn't mean it's good, but it's definitely not as bad as Views. Um, once again, I suppose the abiding thing I've taken away from this record um, is the fact that no one loves Drake quite as much as Drake loves Drake. Uh, speaking of which have you seen the album cover which was yeah. done by and Dam- seen- Damien Hurst which is a collection of pregnant emoji women it's like creepy much it's so creepy <laughs> and if you watch it on Spotify or when they actually when they actually move they yeah. move so, oh. they wink and yeah. move yeah just it's like little emojis mm. it's weird whoever um, thought that was a good idea no really no, really, really not regardless of what you think of the music it's yeah. like mm, no so unsettling but back to music okay is it- <laughs> Is it bad? Not exactly. Okay. Actually, sometimes, yes, exactly. Girls want girls. Hey, I'm a lesbian too, because I like girls. Because I'm a boy. And apparently I have a brain of a 12-year-old. Um, also, I don't want to hear Right Said Fucking Fred anymore. <laughs> Seriously, no more. Yeah, that was Stop a surprise. It. That was a surprise. Uh, it's just because Taylor Swift did it. <laughs> but... <sighs> and she did it better. Yes, uh, less obviously. Um, mm. But if I'm being fair, musically, this definitely had more of a flow and hung to, seemed to hang together a bit, bit better. Um, and, but my problem is, whilst this should be a positive thing, on the first album, first half of the album, it didn't because it just meant the album was quite one note and bland as far as I was concerned. Um, but if you make it through the first 45 minutes of the album, <laughs> it's almost 90 minutes. Mm. Um, 
things become almost bearable. Yeah. Um, Breakpoint is the one moment in Class and Beauty, which is on Yeba's heartbreak, mm-hmm. where once again Drake gets a singer or someone else to come in and do an interlude on the album, which is mm-hmm. done on every, every album. Uh, the worrying thing for me is the best track on every Drake album is the interlude he gets someone to come in and do do on the middle part of the album, which lasts about 90 seconds. I wrote here, that down. Here, Yeba <laughs> is there. Yeah. Lovely, genuinely lovely piano that interlude. Mm. Um, Summer's over interlude on the last album was my <laughs> was my only thing that I had possibly to say about the last album. But then again, unlike the last album, suddenly... You kind of go, oh, hello. That track happens, and it's followed up by No Friends in the Industry, which is actually quite good. Mm. I was thinking, no, that can be right. And actually, from there to possibly Fountains, which is a okay modernish R&B tune, I was thinking, it's all right. Yeah. Um, so, to the point where I was thinking, almost the unthinkable, thinking... Is there possibly an okay 40-minute album on this record? Probably not. But there's an okay... There's a meh 40-minute album on this... Uh, in, in, in this thing. And the problem was, after Fountains came on, it then descended and I got bored again. Except for the final track, which just have actually... Uh, some of my favourite lyrics on the, on the entire podcast. Where it's, it went, and it's genuinely good. I think genuinely good. Mm. Where it's... Um, Song Remorse says the finish line is where I like to pull up and start from pain is just a place I go to to get the bars from anxiety is a drug that I use to get the job done delusional space I like to think I'm far from which I actually think is actually a really good piece of writing so Drake not as shit as before but still seriously why do we need 90 minutes on your last comment completely agree Um, it's my criticism previously was quite harsh and maybe I'm I'm mellowing with old age Um, there is there is something positive to be drawn from this Uh, there's a there's a there's a homely joy particularly when he's talking about his kid I mean on on the track Pappy's Home which is quite early on um, the kid that you bent (laughs) but but yeah alright okay although he's making the point Part of the album is making a point. Is kind of making the point that people that, that the cliche is that thing. This comes as a thing. He's making a point the whole bloody time. And right, okay, I'll yeah. that. I'll hold that thought. Um, the the album sounds overall that he's just more relaxed about what he's doing and what he's presenting here. And 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 he made a huge. I don't know if you caught this in the news. He made a huge stand about credits in the songs as well. I mean, the opening track is obviously. The, the, the Lennon McCartney. Which, I, 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 well, I'd left, left that because I, I, yeah, I, 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 I assumed you would point yeah, out I, the, the obvious Michelle reference. The Michelle in Champagne Poetry, and obviously way too sexy with Ryan said Fred. Um, you know, it is. There's obviously I, I, I was you know a thing about not taking credit where credit shouldn't be taken in in hip hop and 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 rap, but he's done it anyway, and he wants to make the point, so he's made that point. Um, and then in the middle of the album, you get this best run of tracks. We in the middle of the album, TSU, In Too Deep, Pipe Down, Yeba's Heartbreak, Race My Mind. I got on a run there. I was just like, this is this is all right. This is good. Um, but yet, 
everyone hates me, all my peers hate me, my fans are a drag, my girls are a drag, and my exes are a drag, everything seems like a drag. There's no joy. <laughs> None. And and we've reviewed five albums by strong female artists. Um, I thought that, but yes. Which is just superb. It's probably one of the best podcasts we've had in terms of listening. I don't know if it's a best podcast in terms of listening to the actual podcast, but in terms of the listening that we've done, it's just been an absolute joy. And then you get to this and it's just like, it just feels like a massive backwards step. And almost, I'd almost go as far as saying that, you know, this, the style of this album and the style of previous albums that we've listened to of his don't alter that much. And that's fine if you're a Drake fan, that's fine. But when I think about Kendrick Lamar, Tyler the Creator, um, AJ Tracy, even mm. Dave, uh, it, there is so much more about that's innovative about hip hop. Well, it's interesting because because in uh, the last few years, yeah. and this just feels so dated. Now I'm going to shoehorn a Todd reference in here. Go on, um, but but uh, who was inducted into Rock and Roll Hall <laughs> of Fame? You've got a Todd reference. You know, I go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this week, this weekend. Although mm. I'm using the He's never really believed in believed in that, and, and was you know thinks it's kind of pointless. But but unbelievably, Todd was working on the last Kanye album, mm-hmm. uh, amongst many other people. Uh, and it reminded me of a really bit of an interview when he was talking about that game. Um, my involvement went on for a year, and in the end, they realised why they'd hurriedly wrapped up the whole thing and put it out. What was obviously a really raw, unprocessed stuff. It was because Drake was running the whole process. He was too afraid that Drake would one-up him, so he hurried up and released an album the weekend before Drake could get his out. And in the end, Drake ate his lunch anyway. Which is correct, because Drake did kind of like twice as many mm. downloads, streams and sales mm-hmm. than Kanye did. Yeah. And it's just... And has probably about, about a third of the... Well, a quarter of the amount of art, guest artists as Kanye does, because Kanye... Todd also went... Kanye is basically a sneaker salesman. <laughs> there are just more interesting things happening elsewhere. That's not to say that this is a bad album. No, it is. <laughs> Although I clearly have to say that, yes. Okay, so that's us wrapped up again. Uh, as I said, uh, next time round, we, we will we will do a deal. Well, not do a deal, but you know. We will review an album by a deal. Um, and maybe also uh, Megan Three Stallion. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just for a bit of rap pop fun. Excellent. Okay. And then obviously four other albums. Anyway, join us then. In the meantime, you know which albums to download by. Not the Drake one. Yeah, it's, it's all of them, but the Drake one. You've been a delight. Thank you for listening. <laughs>